Welcome to Solo Performer Podcast, where I interview the best of the best solo performers of all kinds from all over the world. We go in depth and uncover the tips, secrets, and hacks that these pros use on a nightly basis to play amazing gigs. So if you're a guitar player, piano player, singer, or even if you use tracks, this is the podcast for you. So before we get started with today's episode, I'd like to give you a quick reminder. If you're a solo, duo, or even trio performer, and you're looking to bring your performance to the next level, you'll want to check this out. Now, what this is, is I'll send you a quick email twice a month with tips, tricks, and hacks that the pros use to play gigs better and to play more gigs. And as you may or may not know, I've booked and played over 5,000 gigs since 1998. And in these emails, I'm going to share with you the things I've learned over the years, from the hard lessons to the funny stories. Man, these emails are educational and entertaining, or at least I think they're entertaining, right? So, but with any solo performer will get a lot of value from these. So it doesn't matter if you're just starting out and have never played a gig, or maybe you've done a few gigs before but want to gig more consistently, I highly recommend you sign up today. Just go to solo-performer.com to register. That's solo-performer.com, and I'll see you later. Man, this is a very special episode for me today because today's guest is Todd Adams. I've known Todd nearly all my life. We met in second grade under an oak tree at school. We've played countless gigs together and paid our dues together in the early days. He's an awesome solo piano performer. He's been doing it for years and years at a very high level. He's played every kind of gig there is from bands in front of 30,000 people to solo piano in crappy cafeterias to martini bars to dueling pianos. You name it, he's done it. We discuss many great topics here which include why you should learn requests. Bring your A game regardless if you're playing for 40,000 people or four people. When to take a break. How to recover from bombing. Todd's advice for newbies. In this episode, we'll also discover what Todd and Terry Crews have in common and 10 songs every piano player must know. He's played over 6,000 gigs in his career and he has a wealth of knowledge and you should listen to every word he says on this podcast. I've seen him do his thing firsthand many times, and believe me when I tell you, he is the best of the best at his craft. We did this podcast on a beautiful spring day at my home in Florida, so there's some airplane noises and other outside stuff and crap, but you know, you'll live, you'll be all right. So here we go. Enjoy the Solo Performer Podcast with my special guest, Todd Adams. All right, welcome to the Solo Performers Podcast. Today we have the lovely and talented Todd Adams, <laughs> <laughs> who uh, I've been knowing... All my life, second grade, something like that. We met almost fifty years. Yeah, and uh, our oh, wait, musical. I shouldn't say that. No, no, no. <laughs> almost. Yeah, our musical almost. journey has intersected at many, many places at many, many times, um, throughout many, many years. <laughs> and uh, we're going to talk about all kind of stuff, but mainly your solo. Performance. Solo performance. Solo performance. That's what this is, the solo performance. Yeah, the solo performance podcast. podcast. See, right? I've done, so, a few, I've done a few of those. Podcasts or performances? Performances. Yeah, right. Solo performances. So, yeah, let's, let's get right to it. How many <laughs> How many estimate... I mean, I've done over 5,000, so that means you've probably done at least 6,000. Yeah, uh, I don't have an accurate number today, yeah. but, but yeah, I mean, I was doing... I, did, I know I did 250 a year for like 10 years, yeah. but after that, then, you know, I even had one year where I did 370 gigs in one year. And there's 365 days, was it a leap year? There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Man, 
man. Two, two a days. Wow. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's in the thousands. I don't, yeah. you know. Well, I mean, needless to say, you've learned. Done a lot, yeah. <laughs> you, yeah. You've been around. <laughs> you've learned quite a few things. You know what the fuck you're talking about. Yep. Did, uh, did some solo piano uh, on Bourbon Street, and, mm -hmm. you know, world-famous Bourbon Street in New Orleans. Yeah. And so... And that's taking requests from people from all over the world on right. a daily basis, right? Yeah. So you get a good spectrum yeah. of what you could encounter as a solo performer. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, you've you've. So what what types of gigs have you done besides the the Bourbon Street one? Which, which so you started out like. Uh, so just, you're talking just solo gigs yeah, solo or gigs. band gigs yeah, as so well? Let's talk about solo. Just solo gigs. Okay. Well, I did a uh, I did a small piano bar called Top Hat. Uh, I did that for three years. That's kind of where I, I start. Like I played with a lot of bands for years, a couple mm -hmm. of decades, before I got into the solo work. And then the opportunity came up to do a solo gig, and uh, so I played at this small piano bar, and I did that for three years. And from there, I got a contract gig to play five nights a week in another martini bar, uh, and I did that for ten for a decade. Mm -hmm. Same place, five nights a week. Yeah. But basically the same crowd. Cause it's a small, you know, small town. Get a lot of repeat business. So you gotta start learning more repertoire to right. try to keep people happy. Right. But then there's there's still that base repertoire that says people still want to hear this. Yeah. You know? So let's go to the martini bar. I think when people hear martini bar, they think crooner music and you're just kind of playing instrumental. I mean, and, it, and I know it wasn't like that. It was kind of right. varied, right? It yeah. Was, the first the first one the first piano bar I played at. Uh, was kind of the crooner thing, but it evolved. It evolved over three years, and, and people started wanting more, you know, rock and roll type stuff. Uh, the piano bar, when I uh, the martini uh, martini bar that I started as, uh, it was um, kind of started with playing like '60s and '70s classics, and after about I don't know two three years into that started getting more 80s requests. The 80s became popular. And, you know, then after a couple of years that, oh, we want more 90s music, you know. Right. And so, so over over a 10-year decade, yeah. long story short, is, is, you know, covering stuff from 50s, 60 years of music, you know. Yeah. So do you find that, uh, it's been what I've found, is that, like, uh, as you progress and you play, the requests tend to go like 15 to 20 years behind like so if it's 2000 people start requesting 80s music if it's 2010 right. they start requesting 90s music you find that's but, the but case. you know well actually i found more more than that is the uh is the, the age group of the people that yeah. are there yeah because i find that you're right there's like a there seems to be a 20-year lag but i think what it actually is is that people attach to the music that they grew up with. Yeah. So when you're coming of age, you know, and you're in your, your teens, your early 20s, yeah. I think regardless of what time era it was, yeah. people for the rest of their lives tend to still enjoy that music. Yeah, yeah. You know, if you, if you were coming of age in the 60s, yeah. you know, those people today still like the 60s music. Yeah, yeah. If you were coming to age in 2001, yeah. those people still like, that's a throwback to them. Yeah, yeah. So now 20 years later, right. Those, those folks are like, oh, yeah. man, you know, play, play some old school stuff, which yeah. <laughs> old school for them is 2001, <laughs> right, you know? Right. 
So I think it, uh, that 20, I, I agree with that 20-year gap, but mm -hmm. I think that 20 years is based on that age group that you're playing for, right. you know? Yeah, I talk about that a lot. Like finding, if you see a bunch of 50-year-olds, if you find that little sweet spot from when they were 12 to 19, yes, you know, that's, that's, that's where you want to be. Yes, yeah. absolutely. I agree and, with that. And another part of it, too, is that, like, you know, say you have a, a mixture, like you got some 50-year-olds, you got some 30-year-olds, the 30-year-olds know the music of the 50-year-olds, where the 50-year-olds may not know the music of the 30-year-olds. So you tend true, to kind of... True, yeah. You, you kind of weight it to that, you know. And then there's another thing. I, I, just in recent years, I've noticed that uh, if I see a, a group, let's say they're in their 50s or their 60s right now, and I shy away from something that's a little newer, mm -hmm. only to find out that because of their kids, right. they listened to their kids' music when they were growing up. Yeah. You know, yeah. so yeah, you know, so sometimes ways, yeah. yeah, sometimes they're yeah. kind of familiar with that, that genre, that right. repertoire, because of what their kids listen to. Yeah. So yeah, that, which, yeah. is, which is kind of cool that yeah. parents would, would do that. Yeah. And do you find, too, though, that like today, um, like when we first started out, like you and I kind of started doing this about the same time, in that... Um, you know, everything was kind of segmented, like FM radio. You know, you had your, your, your pop station, your country station, all that. And Absolutely. if you were to play, you kind of stuck to one thing. Right. But nowadays, with with Spotify and, and YouTube and everything, I think people's musical taste is really broad. And, and even, you know, generationally, like, you know, the young kids like older music and like right. what we're talking about. And so, do, I mean, do you find that? Probably, nowadays? probably more than ever. Yeah. And again, it, you know, you're gonna have your song that, that right. I, I like metal. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> right. You know, but but yeah, I, I I find more than ever, you find a, a broader base of people that you know, if you ask them, you know, what do you like? They say, I like everything. Yeah. And I, I, I yeah, I do find that that more more so now mm -hmm. than say back you know in the 80s mm -hmm. or in the 70s that people. Are open to all all genres more than they have been in the past. Yeah. Where you're right, it used to be, you know, if you if you got hired for a gig, and let's say it was a country gig, well, you better play country. Yeah, yeah. You better, you know, if it's a four hour gig, they yeah. want country music. Yeah. You got to play four hours of country we'll music. We still find that with country though. I, I think <laughs> with country, if they hire you to do a country gig, you better show up in a, right. in a hat, some kind I'll of say, hat. Same thing. Well, let's say it was a rock and roll gig. Right. And you should, and you're like, let me try a country tune. They're like. Yeah. Oh, what, yeah. what are you playing? You know, yeah. like no, don't do that. You yeah. know, yeah. But but yeah, now you can mix you can mix it up, man. Yeah. People people are okay with the, the mix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think it's it's it makes it more fun for us. We get to do a lot more wider range of stuff. Sure. What made you decide? Like you talked about, you were in bands earlier. What made you right. decide to like go solo? Would to would just well, was it a necessity? Was it a decision? Yeah, I mean that's gonna that's that's gonna be a different question for everybody, right? right. But uh, but for me, um, I actually I was out of music for a number of years, mm. and uh, and then uh, this this piano bar opened up in town, and I thought, man, that'd be that'd be really cool. I think it'd be really cool to do. And so I went and asked the guy if I could play a night, and he gave me a night, you know, one night a week, and mm. I started. Playing again and mm. built up a, a you know a, a, a clientele and it just kind of grew from there. But, mm. And so how do you, how did you build up that clientele? Was it by playing what you wanted to play and not giving a shit about what they wanted to hear, or was it by 
kind of tailoring your set to what people wanted to hear. Well, right? you know, it's funny. In that, in that instance, the owner of the bar wanted, he wanted jazz standards, crooner music. Yeah. That's what he wanted me to play. And so I prepared for that. Yeah. Went there, started playing this to find out that the crowd wasn't digging it so much. Yeah. I mean, they were there. They liked it. Yeah. But even in this, I might say, hey, uh, can you play this song? Right. It's like, it was totally not in that genre. Right. And it's like, uh, no, but you know, I, you know, you come, I, I'll learn that for you and yeah. I'll come back, you know, come back next week, I'll, I'll play it yeah. for you. And so that's kind of how the repertoire actually started changing. I went there to play what the owner wanted, mm -hmm. which wasn't working so much. Right. And then I changed because of the crowd. Right. And, uh, and like, I like, you know, like we were saying earlier, you know, I like a wide variety of music yeah. too. So I'm not that particular about it. Uh, so for me to just say, okay, no, I'm sticking with this jazz thing yeah. and the standards, the jazz standards, because yeah. that's what we're going to do. Yeah. Um, I enjoy that music, but if my audience is not enjoying that, right. then I don't want to play it so much. Yeah. When I was playing the stuff that they wanted to hear, they had more fun, which made me have more fun. Yeah. You know, so... So from that moment on, I just kind of let the crowd dictate what I did, yeah. and I had more fun from it. I think I thrived because of it. Yeah, uh, just listening to the listening to your audience. Yeah. You know, I think a lot of people starting out. I think a lot of people, I think a lot of people starting out don't get that. You know, they kind of go with the mindset. I'm gonna, you know, I like this. This right. is what I play. Whether you like it or not, I don't care. Right, I'm going to be this kind of artist. Right, but, but when you're playing cover tunes, you're not a you're not an you're artist. Not an artist. <laughs> <laughs> you're like a. It's like you know, uh, Da Vinci is an artist, and you know, Fred is a house painter. That is, We're the yes. Freds. We're painting yeah. the house. That's We're still right. painting. Right. But that's right. That's we correct. can still have fun doing it. You know? And <laughs> I agree a, with that's you. That's a good analogy. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> yeah, I. But you know, I I agree with you. you if your crowd's having fun, then I'm having fun. Right. I mean, like. We talked about it. You know, I played five thousand something gigs. You played right. six. Who knows? Yeah. That means we've played Brown Eyed Girl at least five thousand times. A lot but, of times. But here's the thing: when people request it, you know, I, and I know people. You know, people who frown right. upon it. I gladly play it because I know they have a good time. Right. I know I'm gonna get them to sing along with la 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 la. You know. Yeah, definitely play with some musicians. You're like, oh, yeah. you're not gonna play that. It's yeah. Like, but you know what? They're singing along with me. They're yeah. dancing to right. it. It's fun. Yeah. And then what, if you have how, right. how is that? How is that not fun? Right. If people are having a good time to it. Right. Even if it's even if it's six thousand time you played it. I don't it, care. They're having a good time. Yeah. So it's it's more fun. That's right. I mean, you you can play your your you know, your cool music. Mm. Uh, yeah. Well, because you you're because you're going to be different. Right. And if nobody's digging it, it doesn't matter. Well, you're, you're all, kind of all alone. Yeah. <laughs> but again, if you're an artist, that's quite all right. You know, yes. it's your yeah, music. Yes, you do absolutely. it. You know. Oh, you're right. What we're what we're giving toward though is, is we're, playing. Ju we're just we're just painting the house. I like that. The house. I like that analogy. <laughs> we're just painting the house. Painting the house. So so paint it the way the customer wants you to paint. That's it. right. Paint it, paint it the color they and want you to paint. Have a good time it. doing. <laughs> and then you could go home and paint all the beautiful. I want you to paint it blue. Yeah. Well, paint it blue. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> but then you could go home and paint all the beautiful paintings you, you want can. with your with your nice you know. That's right. Yeah. You watch your Bob Ross videos. And <laughs> Yeah, you know, that gets to what, you know, we were talking about repertoire earlier, and I think that's the main thing. It really doesn't matter what genre you're in, as long as it's fun. It's a fun song. It's right. something that the people can have fun with. 
I think that's the main thing. We're in the entertainment business. We're in the customer service business. Correct. We're in customer service. Right. And so, you know, you, see, you, you know, what's the old cliche about you can't make all the people happy 100% right. of the time? Well, right. you know, but that's what you try to do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you try to get at least high 90s. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know if, you, if you get that, you're good, you know? Yeah. Um, and I mean, there, there are just nights where there's just no pleasing people, of course. Yeah. But you learn, you know, like, you know. But yeah, well, I mean, but it's not. It's one of you. I mean, when you, you get down to it, you know, we're in the customer service industry, and if your 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 customers are having a good time, they'll come back. Yeah. If people come back to that venue, mm -hmm. the person who owns that venue is going to want you back. Yeah. And isn't it easier? It's just kind of. I know it sounds <laughs> real simplistic, right? Well, but, but it, it kind of is. That is. It's, I, again, when when people ask me about, that's the first thing I tell them. You know, is that. It's easier to uh, have them ask you back than to get on the phone and try to find new gigs, find yeah. a new gig every week. Just so yeah. if you play, and really, you know, what's the key to getting more gigs? Just play the ones you have, you know, like we were talking about, to the audience. Make right. them, you know. Yeah, totally agree. So when, when you first started out, um, you know, how did you know you were ready? Like, did you practice? A whole lot, all these tunes, and say, okay, I'm ready to go play by myself. Or was it just kind of you were just thrown into it and had to sink or swim? Yeah, you, you know, um, like I said, I prepared for this crooner gig and realized right away, okay, this is not this is not working. This right. is not what people want to hear. So now you get, you know, you you get a request for this or that, and then they just try to start doing, you know, not you know back then. I don't think we had it, but now, you know, uh, I call it the Pandora effect, right? Yeah. You know, okay, well, if you like that song, right. probably like this song. Right. So I started doing that, and that wasn't 100% right. accurate either. So there was a lot of trial and error. I'd go home, and I'd go through old record collections. Say, oh, this is a great song. Yeah. I think this is wonderful. Learn it. Get to the bar. Play it. Sometimes it worked. Sometimes it wouldn't. So you keep the ones that do. Yeah. You get rid of the ones that don't. You try to bring yeah. some more in. But mostly, just listen to what do they request. You know. Yeah. So when somebody, so early on, when, when as soon as somebody requests something I didn't know, well, yeah. okay, that's that's my homework for right. for tomorrow. You know, Go home, learn this song. Yeah. And that's kind of how my repertoire built over the years, was yeah. just learning requests yeah. that I didn't know. And over time, you start finding a lot of requests are, are, are the same. Yeah. Especially the requests you get a lot, like you got to know that. And so uh, nothing would, would, I would get upset with myself when I get a request and I didn't learn it. Yeah. And then a couple of weeks later, yeah. I get the same request from a different customer. Yeah, Not yeah. the same customer. But it, if I get the same person that keeps asking me for a song, yeah. and sometimes it's an obscure song, and right. I kind of put it all, okay, right. I'll put it on the back. Eventually I'll get to it. Yeah. Because you want to learn the popular ones first, right? right. Everybody's asking for it. Right. But every night somebody will come and ask me for something. I'm like, eh. you know, I'm thinking, I'll put, yeah, I'll get to that yeah, one. Yeah. But you kind of put that down the list of things to learn, and then soon after you get a request, same song, but from a different customer. That's when I'm like, oh, <laughs> you know, I dropped the ball, you yeah. know. And uh, and it's funny, a lot of times, and I re and I I totally remember, uh, you probably had the same thing. I'm sure you kind of just. Uh, nobody ever asked for this song, and all of a sudden one day somebody asked for Tiny Dancer by Elton John. Yeah, because it was in a movie. Like, it was in almost yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of like, yeah, yeah, it's a good, good 
what's wrong? You know, I'm thinking, yeah. I'll learn it. Yeah. And then like two days later, yeah. got to play Tiny Dancer. I'm like, yeah. all of a sudden, you know, I went like three years without yeah. playing Tiny Dancer. And all of a sudden, two times in the same week, yeah. and then a couple days later, play Tiny Dancer. I'm like, yeah. what is going on with this song? The song's like, you know, yeah. was like, what, 30-something years old at that point. Right. All of a sudden, everybody wants to hear it that week. Yeah. And then, like you said, come to find out, it was on the soundtrack of movies. So, so that became a common theme, right? right. Anytime, anytime you you go a long period of time, you don't get a request for a certain song. Then all of a sudden, it's getting requested by multiple people. You're like, okay, it's either in a movie, or it's on a died. TV commercial, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Or some, yeah, so somebody passed away, right. an artist passed away. Oh, you better go brush up on those Absolutely. songs. Absolutely. Well, the thing is, <laughs> recently, Meatloaf passed. Never. Uh, so I've been doing this long as you, 23, 24 years. You never got meatloaf never, requests. Never, ever, ever got one meatloaf request. Then all of a sudden. That weekend. Oh, you gotta pay and then meatloaf. I'm sure it's happened like this with you. This is how many of the songs in my repertoire got in there is that, yeah, I think I heard, you know, I kind of heard that I can get right. through a, first, a verse and a chorus and you, you kind of yeah. pull it out. And then it's easier with an iPad nowadays. You yeah, sure. You just kind of pull right. up. So, you know, you pull up two out of, you know, in the 70s, we heard two out of three ain't bad a million times. You could kind right. of, yeah. <clears throat> you know, you kind of fake your way through two out of three ain't bad, but, <clears throat> excuse me. Yeah, Johnny, I remember specifically when Johnny, same thing with Johnny Cash. Never got a Johnny Cash request in my entire life. He died, Johnny Cash, Johnny Cash. And since then, I get Johnny Cash. Like, yeah. This is good. Yeah, it's almost ne 20 that's years never ago. died off. Yeah, almost 20 years Whereas ago. Whereas, like, say, David Bowie, yeah. I got just, we got flooded with David Bowie requests for like two weeks. Yeah, and then, and then it, it kind of, then it kind of panned out. Nobody asked for David Bowie yeah. anymore. That, that happens. But you're right. Cash has been consistent since the day he died. Yep. Yep. Yeah, just weird. You, you never know. <laughs> but I always say, learn learn the damn song. Yeah. You know, just learn the damn Because it builds your repertoire, and you never know when you're sure. going to pull it out. You know, years later, somebody's going to go, hey, play that song. Right. Oh, yeah, I got that. You know that? You know. Well, I mean, you know, if you know, if this is going to be your craft, you know, repertoire, is, that's your toolbox. Yeah. You know? You've got to work with your tools. Yeah. And uh, the more tools you can have, yeah. the easier your job's going to be, right? Yeah. But I say repertoire is like the hammer of the toolbox. That's the yeah. one you're going to yeah. use. That's yeah. the That's your right. main your main tool. Right. Like you know, you, you ask any carpenter or whatever, his hammer is going to be his main tool, <laughs> or maybe a crescent wrench. I don't know. Yeah, it's Air a gun. Very important tool. In yeah. The it's, it's you know, repertoire. That's the. If I had a one tool toolbox, that would be <laughs> that would be the tool. It's the, it's the Swiss Army knife. That's what it right. Is. It's, it's right. the one that right. gets you. That's a lot right. of gets you a lot of places. Yeah. Every job requires that tool. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Every job you go on, so you better have a really good Swiss Army knife. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Good. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> Every job requires that tool. Yes, indeed. So, and I know this is a dumb question, but I ask this of everyone on the podcast. It's never a dumb question, right? That's. <laughs> oh, this is a dumb question. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you ever get stage fright? No. Yeah. Um, I never have. I know people that do. Yeah. I mean, I've played recently with people that do. Yeah. And I'm just like, yeah. It, yeah. it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, there are people where people, were, yeah. you know, yeah. you, you, you know, I, I guess, I guess if somebody's not prepared, I could see them maybe getting a little nervous about uh -huh. something. Yeah. But if we prepare, there's nothing to be, you know. So you would say preparation is the key to if someone but has stage fright. I mean, but yeah, yeah, this like Sam, some the, the people I'm thinking of, I mean, they're they're more than prepared. Yeah. And uh, but they they still get anxiety. Yeah. And uh, so that's something I can't really, I can't chime in on because yeah. I, I I don't quite understand it. Yeah. 
Well, maybe, um, maybe let's ask this. Why is it, do you think you don't get stage fright? Is it just preparation or is it just your... I think I've been performing for so long. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I, I performed on stage in front of 33,000 people. Yeah. So, you get... Although, you know what? I, I, I will say this. It's harder to play for a smaller audience than mm -hmm. it is a larger. The larger yeah. the audience, the easier it is yeah. to play for. And I think because you don't focus in, when you're looking at 20,000 people, yeah. it's just to see heads. You don't see people's reactions. You don't right. see their facial expressions. Right. When you're in a club yeah. and there's six people sitting there, yeah. you see every yeah. facial expression they make. Absolutely. So that can make you a little uncomfortable. Yeah. You start playing something and yeah. you just yeah. see somebody kind of, Turn yeah. to their friend and give them, just, even though, yeah. mm, yeah. you know, it makes you like, oh God, they don't like this, you right, know. Right. So it's yeah, it's very difficult to play for a small audience. Yeah, yeah. People don't people don't realize that. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it's because I remember people asking me, you know, like when I played on played on a big stage in yeah. front of thousands of people, and they're like, oh, you don't get nervous? I'm like, that's 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 a piece. That's easy. Yeah. That's you know. But yeah, yeah, playing for playing for a limited number of people is very uncomfortable. Yeah, more so than playing for a large audience. Right. Well, the thing is, if, you, if you're playing for twenty thousand people, and ten percent of the crowd doesn't like you, you're not even going to notice. You if you're playing for six people, ten percent of the crowd doesn't like you, you're going to damn well know. That's the only thing you see. <laughs> right. The only thing you see. You're gonna damn you don't well. even notice the people that do like right. you. Right. Yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> you it's, only notice the ones that don't. Right. Human nature, you're going to notice the, the negative part. So the key is to not play for a small group. <laughs> right. Don't yeah. play for four people. No, don't. Yeah. Unfortunately, I played a lot of nights for four people. Yeah, yeah. All of us have. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. And you know, they're, they don't give up. It's even worse. You know, if, if I think it's worse, say you got four people. And four people like you, it can be fun. You know what I mean? Even it can't, no, yeah. Like, I've, I've had nights be. where I had four people yes. engaged and we're just going back and forth. I, and I, it was I, more I fun than having, you know, 30, 40, 100 people, you know. I've made lifelong <laughs> fans because of that. Right. Because they, they couldn't believe that I continued to perform just right. for them. They right. had their own little private show. Yeah. And they kept coming years and years yeah, later exactly. because of that first night. Right. I like, remember that night. Oh, I remember yeah. that night. You know, yeah. it was like, oh, we had such a great time. Yeah. It was like, well, that's, that's what we were there for. That's right, right? exactly. Yep. And, uh, Whether they're four people, hundred people, you're there for that audience to have a good time. Yeah. Totally agree. I'll, I'll never, in fact, uh, I'll never forget this night was for a limited audience. I think of about six people. Uh, the night of September twelfth, two thousand one. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That date's gonna ring a bell, right? Right. So the very next day after nine eleven, uh, I had to work. Yeah. And it didn't quite know what. Yeah. Like, what do I play? It does. It doesn't seem right, playing and singing. You know, I'm gonna yeah. go to bar. Like, this is not a night to celebrate and yeah. sing songs and have fun and yeah. smile. Like, it just didn't feel right. Yeah. So I got there, and there were six people there. Yeah. And uh, so I sat down, and instead of playing, I just started having conversation. Hey yeah. guys, you know. Uh, um, or I think I started. I, I started with America the Beautiful. Mm -hmm. Just played that. Yeah. And I started talking to these folks. Come to find out, they were all part of a television crew mm -hmm. that were stuck in town because they couldn't fly out. Oh, wow. They were they were working uh, for America's Most Wanted, mm. and they were in town to do. They were doing a, a case close by. The producer 
of the show was in this group. There were two detectives in this group. Okay, so so three of them in this group. The two detectives were from from New York. Oh wow. One was an ex NYPD. Oh wow. The producer of the show was from Washington D.C. Jesus. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of like wow. So I started talking to them, and uh, you know the the NYPD guy. He he had he had friends that were in the trade center. He had close Jeez. friends. Wow. You know? Uh, of course, the lady to produce from Washington D.C. Mm. She had close ties to to the to the attack there. Yeah, and they spent the night with me. I stayed the whole night. Mm. I play a song here or there, uh -huh. and uh, they asked for stuff. I think yeah. I, I, you know, they might have asked for like uh, "Imagine" by John Lennon. Yeah, you know? yeah. So it was that kind of mood that night. Right, right. I didn't continuously play. Yeah, it wasn't like high energy. Let's have fun. Right. You know, like I play a song. And, yeah. You know, kind of chill, and we we just talk. Yeah. So they spent the whole night with me. Uh, and so, you know, nice meeting you guys, you know, whatever. Mm. A year later, I'm playing on the 12th of September. Mm. The door opens up and they walk in. They flew back wow. to my hometown yeah. to spend the anniversary of that night wow. with me. Wow. And told me, you know, and then we, we, yeah. we shared stories and whatnot. Yeah. And I was so touched that they yeah. actually made the journey across the country. Yeah. Because uh, that's how he went to spend the anniversary. Wow! And that's we amazing. kind of relived that night. And they told mm -hmm. me, since they'd gone back home, they confirmed loved ones that they had lost and yeah. whatnot, and, and co-workers. And wow. it was uh, it was something. Uh, where did we get started on this? I'm trying to remember now. <laughs> We're talking about oh, the limited audience. Oh, your limited yeah. audience. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so that was so. Yeah, as you were saying that sometimes a limited audience can right. can make a big impact. Right. But, that was that yes, was my one huge. time where I played for a small audience, yeah. and it was yeah. it, it yeah. made a huge impact. Yeah, let's unpack know? that even further because the hometown you're talking about is not a big city. It's no, Homa, Louisiana. Homa, Louisiana, which is southwest of New Orleans. That's correct. Population what thirty, fifty thousand people, something like right. that. Right. Um, I was playing. That was the first piano bar I played. That was that little. That was top hat. That was top, top hat. That's right. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And that's that's one performance I'll never forget. Yeah, wow. For six people. Yeah, that's the same. Just you, no matter what, man, you you can't give up on that audience. You gotta. And, and you know, I could have I, I could have bagged it in that night. Yeah, I could have yeah. just did whatever. But but you read the room. You know, you know. just just like who who could it? How could I possibly even imagine? Right. One of these six people, you know, three of these six people. Yeah. Their story and why they're there, right. and and right. uh, but you know, performing, you know, that's that's the thing, right? There's yeah. making that connection. It's all about that. However, that is yeah. whatever that entails. Right. It's kind of what you're there for. Just so. that human connection, like you talk, because you know, if they don't want a human connection, they can sit home and watch Netflix, sure. listen to their earbuds. If they want to listen to music, you know, there there are a million entertainment options besides going to see some jerk yeah. off. With an acoustic well, guitar. Well, we, we, we talked about it, right? <laughs> yeah. we, we, play, we don't write the song. We, we, right. we play cover songs. Right. So, you know, paint the house. Right. Well, if if they do want to hear, you know, they do want to hear Prince. Yeah. You know, they can stay home and watch. They can watch. Right. Watch him perform live. Right. You know, or yeah. this. You know, but yeah. they they they're coming out for a reason. Right. Yeah. So and we kind of touched on this, but you know, I know right now you kind of. In transition, you moved to Florida recently and all that. But at your peak, how many nights a week were you playing? Oh, seven. 
seven nights a week, yeah. <laughs> four hours a night. That was that was, that was the, the uh, year I did three hundred and seventy yeah. gigs. Right. So that was uh, uh, Bourbon Street. That was in New Orleans. Bourbon Street. Okay. Uh, and on on Saturdays and Sundays I do a I do a noon to four. Mm -hmm. Then I go home get some rest. I come back and play nine to two. Wow. And I did that every weekend. So I had a day off during the week. Right. But the two. But the two. Yeah. You know, I was doing four gigs in two days. That kind of would yeah. cover it and kept yeah. me a seven seven gig a week average. And then when you're doing solo, you don't take a break, do you? No, not no. Yeah. Not not usually. That's insane. <laughs> That's insane. And the reason I say that, I take a break, and I always do, and I take a break for two reasons. Number one, to kind of go talk to the audience, and number two, I got I got to save the vocal cords at some point. You know what I mean? But I don't I don't man. And you know I, I feel you know I've, I've always done that because I feel like when I break, I lose the momentum of what I built up. Mm -hmm. But after watching you and, and the clientele you built over years, I feel like I missed out. Yeah. on building relationships right and you have yeah and uh yeah so if you're watching at home <laughs> build take advice take a little break yep build go talk to your people yep it's very important yep and uh yeah yep. i i so I'm, i missed out on that yeah we see when you talk about momentum too there, there is a strategic you know i don't take a break like here's an hour and 15 minutes i'm taking a break so in fact it happened the other night where i know this place usually gets a good crowd now, at this particular night, it was happening later because my first set was crickets. You know what right. I mean? Nobody was into it. They were, you know, and it happens a lot when you have a, like, you know, restaurant. They're eating dinner. They don't give a shit, right. you know. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to take a break a little early on, give them time to finish their meal. And when I come back, you know, we're going to have two things happen. They're going to finish their dinner and we're going to get the later crowd in. Yes. So it kind of gives you that, that space to kind of. Absolutely. That. That makes a lot of sense, yeah. and I'll tell you there's there's an old there's a uh, I shouldn't say old don't use the word old <laughs> there's a there's a colleague of mine dueling pianos yeah. who has a lot of experience, <laughs> and uh, and he used to, he used to tell me see I'd get up there, and I would you know, energy 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 yeah. fast songs fast yeah. songs energy yeah. energy energy remember one night he told me he says you know what he says you can't you can't throw fastballs every pitch because right. eventually you're going to get hit yeah. it becomes invisible yeah. you're not you know he says you, you play a slow song he says yeah. I know you don't want to he says okay you don't want to play slow songs mm -hmm. put your audience to sleep but it's that contrast that's going to make your next fast song pop right pressure like, change yeah. Like, yeah that's that's it's yeah. a good point you yeah. know yeah. so uh, you know so even you know like after 15 years yeah. of doing it, it's always somebody who can give you a great tip. Absolutely. And that's why we're doing this podcast. There you go. Because, you know, hell, I'm learning a lot. Right. <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, yeah. Um, but, yeah. No, you, but, but, but by the same token, like you're saying, it's, you know, you took a break to change, change that moment. Yeah. You know, you come back, all of a sudden, hey, somebody's yeah. playing, yeah. you know. Yeah. So if somebody wasn't really, you know, if, if they weren't really paying attention, right. a break might cause them to, yeah. you know. Yeah. So yeah, so yeah. I, I, you're right. I don't, I don't take breaks, mm -hmm. and I, uh, I probably should. At, at, yeah. But like you said, don't, don't, don't. Before you play the gig, say, okay, I'm breaking in 50 minutes. Right. That's the rule. When it hits, you know, yeah. boom, I'm breaking, right. regardless of what's happening. Right. Because that, that I don't think is a good idea. I right. think you're right. Yeah. You take a break, but take a break with a purpose. Right. Right. Take a break with a purpose. Maybe that's the moment that you feel like, okay, you know what? Yeah. I've got these people on the palm of my hand, or, or I've got 
get this group willing to join me. Let me go talk to them for a second yeah. and really submit that relationship and yeah. get them to come back next yeah. time and get them to know where I'm at, what I'm doing. Yeah. Or like you're saying, maybe they're not ready yet. Yeah. Good. So take a break yeah. to, to change to change the speed. Yeah. Yeah. Change the speed. Give them, you know. Yeah. Uh, so when you come back, that pitch is a little more effective. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But, you know, and I've had situations too where I didn't take a break because just because the momentum was so much, right? That I didn't even number one, it never registered in my head to take a break. Just have, I was just having such a good time. Next thing you know, four hours is gone, and oh, oh shit! I even had the guy, come, you know, the guy who runs the place come up and say, "Hey, man, take a break." Sometimes you can take a break. Yeah. But, well, yeah, I know that, but tonight they're it right. wasn't appropriate. Yeah. You right. know, and. That, that's rare for me because I, I like I said I always like to find that spot right but, yeah. there's all I think there's probably always a spot you just yeah. have to be aware right yeah yeah I wasn't aware. that night I was just again <laughs> I was just in the moment having so much yeah. fun next sure. thing you know it was time to, to go home you know so and that, though that's I love those gigs that's, yeah <laughs> that's when you're like oh this is why we do this shit right you know this is it so we talked about the dueling pianos and you right. talked about it now I think that any or any solo performer, whether you're a guitar player or you, you run with tracks or whatever, you should go see a dueling piano gig and see how they work the crowd. Do you agree with that? I, yes. And what did you what did you learn? Like, So you went into the dueling piano gig, we're talking, what, 15, 20 years after you started playing right, solo? Right, correct, about 15 years. So what did you learn from dueling pianos that you didn't know before? What, what, what did that, you... Um, wow, see, that's... I, I did, and that's now I'm kind of I have to really think about this because a lot of things I learned on my own before I got there. Yeah. Um, Let me specifically, like you know, the dueling piano gig taught you. Okay, the, the, the dueling piano gig taught me actually taught me several things. Um, well, one, like I said, you know, it, it, don't don't repeatedly throw fastballs. Right. You know, you have to you have to throw in these other this other repertoire to make the fastball more effective. So let's go into that. Contrast. Would, would you do two slow songs in a row, though? No. Okay, you see, that's my, that's my rule. That's, that, well, that's a dueling piano rule. Okay. That's yeah. a no-no. I never do, I've never done, even like, you know, even you get these guys requesting, they, they, you can tell they're in their feelings and they want to request sad bastard music all yes. night. It's yes. like, yeah, we'll get to that. Yeah, we'll do it. Great song. We'll get to it later. You know, we'll, well you know what? two he, slows in a here's, row. Here's a good, you're talking about what dueling pianos taught me. See, I was always in the mind frame of what we talked earlier is always please your audience. So always play what they want. Well, I've been on doing pianos where they, the napkins are lined up, all the requests are in, and it's slow song, slow song, slow song, slow song. Right. So I start, well, they, you know, they're, they're giving me a tip. Yeah. They want to hear the songs, so I'm going to play it. And I play it. And the next song, I'll play that next one. Yeah. And I've had a wise yeah. experience doing piano play. It's like, we don't do that. Yeah. It's like, well, that's what they want to hear. Wanna play. Yeah. You, can, you can play it. Yeah. Play it, but just, it doesn't have to be in a row. Let's right. let that, don't hang out for a while. They can't wait for the song. Well, you know, yeah. they can't. You know, they have to go. But, uh, but yeah, definitely do not repeat back-to-back -back slow songs. You right. start to lose people. Yep. So that's one thing I learned from that. Um, another thing I learned from that, from dueling pianos, is when you're playing with a partner. Mm -hmm. that a, a lot of dueling pianos is about, it's, it's, it's about that. When you're playing with a partner, it's... There's a fine line between um, 
there's a there's a fine line between performing and upstaging your partner. Mm. You know, your 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 job is to make your partner look good. Right. Um, there has to be a a a, 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 a give and take. You Don't know? you think that's true in any musical environment, though? You know, like even yes. in a band. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Your job is to listen and make the people around you look good. Yes. And they, and they do that to you, and that's just right. Yeah. Right. So that was one thing, you know, and I spent so many years by myself, you know, it's just, this, this, is, this is how I do it, yeah. and just go with that. And so I had to learn how to play with a partner. Yeah. And, and, uh, and. You so know, you went from musical masturbation to having a girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Um, and, and like, and what I mean, you know, what I mean by that, by making them look good, or like, in other words, you know, where, where I played, there was like 10 different piano players mm -hmm. that performed where I played. And each each of the performers had different skill sets. Yeah. They had different repertoires, different right. different things in their toolbox. So you had to be aware of who you were playing with yeah. to say, okay, I know this person does this kind of music really well. Or I know this person does not yeah. do hip hop, for instance. Yeah. So even though I do hip hop songs, it's not a good idea for me to start playing hip hop music with this partner because he it's not what this person does right. so and the thing is okay I, I can kill this audience I, I, I know this age group mm -hmm. I can kill this room right now mm -hmm. playing this hip hop stuff they're mm -hmm. going to love it but then I, I'm throwing my partner under the bus yeah. because he doesn't he doesn't do that Yeah. and so you, you start it and then my partner has nowhere to go with it and the audience is like oh well we don't like him so much we yeah. want to play more hip hop music yeah. so you see what I mean you, yeah. your, your job is not to always do your best. Yeah. You have, you know, you, you have to be aware of your partner and yeah. making sure that they look good. Yeah. And, and you don't do that by, you know, you have to know their strengths. Yeah. And what they do well. Yeah. And to try to keep the show on an even balance like that. Right. You know. So are you saying that if you had a, a partner who, like you say, you could kill with a hip hop song, you know, you got the audience, and you had a partner who couldn't do that or keep up with it. Are you saying that you, you wouldn't play a hip-hop song all night? Or you would just kind of throw one in and then kind of back off from it? Or? No, because you, you throw one in mm -hmm. and it works. Yeah. You know, people, you know, yeah. you know what, if, what, if, what if you play the country, what if, what if, what if, because uh, you know, you know, country music lovers, yeah. you play a country song, you're like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, give them more of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The same thing, if, yeah. if your partner doesn't do country, yeah. you, you don't want to, mm -hmm. you don't want to introduce that yeah. and then alienate your partner. Mm -hmm. If they don't do country, you know. Right. So you're trying to find that line between what your partner can do and what the audience would appreciate. Yes, that's, absolutely. That's going to be tricky. It is. Yeah. It, it can be very tricky. Yeah. Um, by the same token, you know, if, uh, I don't, I don't particularly do vocal acrobatics well. Right. You know, uh, I I don't, I don't have a whole lot of Disney repertoire in my yeah in, in my toolbox. What you don't, you don't do? Let it go. So see, <laughs> and so when my partner. All of a sudden, hey, we're going to do Disney songs. Yeah. I'm just kind of sitting over there going, well, thanks. I, yeah. I don't do any. Yeah. And then, so, so the risk reward for my partner is, especially on something that's genre specific like that. Yeah. Let's say, okay, I'm going to try it. I'm going to try Disney. Yeah. You're in a bar with people drinking. Yeah. Sometimes that can bomb. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah I going up. People are not necessarily going out to right. a bar drinking right. to hear some Disney music, right? right? But sometimes it can be really cool and some people love it. Yeah. 
So there's a huge risk reward. Yeah. If it works, you're a superstar. Yeah. If it bombs, well, you just bomb. <laughs> but my point is, if your partner doesn't do that, there's no risk reward. Because right. if it works, then only you look good. Yeah. If it bombs, you just kill the momentum of the show. Yeah. So you have to, you have to understand you know, your partner's, again, strength and weaknesses yeah. in that setting and have an idea before you even play the night. Know who you're playing with yeah. and say, okay, this is this is where we need to be right? and the show overall will progress. Gotcha. If you try to make yourself look good, right. knowing you're going to throw your partner under the bus, yeah. there's no risk reward. Right. right. So if you were playing solo... Would you do whatever do a, you want. Would you do a Disney that's, song? That's a, that's a different thing. Would you do a Disney? How about that? Would you do a Disney song without it being requested if you were playing solo? If it was in my bag, if if, yeah. if if I had it in my in my toolbox, yeah. And I'm reading the crowd, thinking, boy, you know what? This would be yeah. really awesome right now. Yeah. And I would try it. Yeah. If it doesn't work, well, yeah. you know, I know what was working prior to it. I can go back to right. it. So so I'm, so if I if I if I kill the show. Yeah. You know, making a decision like that. Well, I'm, I'm only hurting. I'm, right. I'm just doing it for my, you know, right. killing myself. Yeah. So, that's fine. Yeah. But when you get a partner involved, you know, it, you know, and so that that's in the dueling piano world. You yeah. don't, yeah. you don't throw your partner under the bus. Yeah. Uh, to try to make you look better than. Right. You know, that's, that's not a cool thing to do. Yeah. So, how do you get out of a? You, you just played a song, and we're talking. Um, let's go back to a solo performance instead of doing piano. Okay. But you're solo, you just played a song, it bombed, what do you do? Oh, well, before I even finished playing that song, I've already got an idea. Because yeah. I'm, I'm sure you do the same thing. As soon as I start playing a song, I'm, I'm like, I don't even, you know, you get to the point where you don't even, you're not even thinking about lyrics anymore. You right. know, not, you know what, you have things memorized, you have right. song, and you're just playing, it's kind of automatic pilot. But when you're playing and singing, you're not, you're not just, thinking about this song or thinking about what I'm going to eat later when I get yeah. off, you know, you're, you're, you're reacting to it, you're watching the crowd. Yeah. Are they digging this? Are they not? Yeah. You know, from playing a, a 90s alternative tune and all of a sudden, hey, like, they're digging this. Now I'm automatically thinking of all the other stuff I do in that genre right. and I'm lining them up in my head. Okay, yeah. next I'm going to play this and after that I'm going to do that song. Yeah. You know, I'm usually a couple of songs ahead of of, of where it's so so when that song ends, yeah. you know, like you say, if it, if I'm bombing, yeah. well, I have already, you know, first of all, that song's going to end earlier than what it normally would. <laughs> right. That's the first thing. <laughs> Absolutely. You're playing something that's bombing. Don't be afraid to bail out. Yep. You don't have to play the whole thing verbatim. Nope. Especially again, you're not. It's not your song. Yeah. We're playing covers. Yeah. I see. I see if you can get to the first chorus, <sighs> you you're good. You get some, you know, you get some folks that have to play that song verbatim from yeah. from the first note of the intro <laughs> yeah. all the way to the outro. Never. No, you don't have to do it. No. It's not your song. Yeah. We're just playing covers. Yeah. The people aren't enjoying it. You should know before you even get to the chorus that <laughs> they're not digging this song. Right. So you know what? You just did a verse. Play your chorus and get out. Yeah. And try something else. You know, it, it, whatever genre you were trying right there, and it's not working. Throw something, go go somewhere else. Yeah. Try some. I call that fishing. Yeah, that's that's my every, every night yeah. when I start a gig, yeah. especially if I'm in a new room and yeah. I don't know the clientele, yeah. I start fishing. That's good. And I 
I'll, I'll, I'll hit this decade, this genre. Yeah. If it doesn't work, I jump to another decade, yeah. different genre. And, and I start, you know, you start throwing a little bait here. And, yeah. and as soon as I get a bait, yeah. oh, oh, there we go. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. 70s disco. Yes, let's <laughs> yeah. do it. Yeah. And then you start lining those, and you, hey, you start lining those songs up. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to start hitting them with this. Yeah, same thing. In my course, I call it Battleship. Battleship. So you, 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 you. You know, oh, oh, yeah. You okay, call it thing, good, you yeah. Might hit, but you hit that ship, you, you might have a three-song ship, you know, yeah. little took, 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 and then you see, oh, that's that's over. That's a, ship miss. Is that's a miss. Let's just try yeah. another one. Let's yeah. try another one. Then you hit that ship, you got, maybe you got right. the five-song ship. ship. I like you know that. What I mean? yeah. I like battleship better than <laughs> fishing. Because they're, they're always coming, right? You, you're not Because it does play. change. It changes, right, it changes throughout the night. I find kind of three songs, maybe if you get three to five songs is kind of, all you're gonna do in that, you know what I mean? Like, you know, it's funny you say three songs. You were just asking me about things I learned from dueling piano. Yeah, they used to have a thing. They actually had like a little manual of. of There's a dueling you know, piano manual. There, there was one for uh, for this one this one place. Okay. Um, and uh, and one of the things was was doing three song clusters. They call it. Uh -huh. It's a cluster. Yeah. So in other words, when your partner knows, you know, when your partner plays, you know. Uh, Let's say an '80s hair band song. Right. Well, you're gonna do a three song. After yeah. that, you you match that. You stay in. You stay there. Yeah. And then your partner's gonna finish it up. Yeah. That's the three song cluster. Yeah. And then it's time to change. Right. So that was that was yeah yeah. Okay. It's funny you say yeah. three songs because yeah. that's that was actually kind of like the format. Right. You do a three song cluster. Yeah. Then I think they do like a, a, a you know it was a sing along. Mm -hmm. And then a, maybe a, a show tune, right. and then another three-song cluster, right. that kind of thing. Yeah. And they had what they call bits, right. where which were like little funny songs, you know. Gotcha. Or they pull somebody in the audience celebrating a birthday and and kind of get them up, do a little mm. funny song about them or whatever. Right. But the music part, you know, when we, okay, let's get down to some music. It was yeah. three-song clusters, gotcha. and then all the other little things just kind of broke up the three-song clusters yeah. to change yeah. change pace. Yeah, you know? yeah, I like that. But it, yeah, so you know. What I what I do is like you know we talk about three to four, three to five song cluster you know the three is easy you know you, if you're gonna play Jesse's Girl you're probably gonna play Summer '69 you're probably gonna play yeah. Your Love by the yeah, Alfie yeah. you know, that's a classic three right. song cluster right then you might have like a transitional song that kind of transitions from that to something right. else you know what I mean sure. so you know, I always look for that flow that kind right. of you know absolutely yeah. That could be that slow request song that somebody's been waiting on. You put that right there. Right. You come out of that, you can go anywhere. Right. Right. You know, it's a good, the energy's kind of come down a little bit. Right. So you start another yeah. little three-song yeah. cluster. Yeah. And I find too, you know, when you got them, you know, singing along high energy and all that, they 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 get tired after a while. Yeah. They. they oh sure. And um, especially if you get them dancing, you know, you get them dancing, yeah. you can tell. You can tell. Yeah. You know, yeah. when they get they yeah. start getting tired. It's like okay, I'm gonna yeah, let yeah, you yeah, give, give them a break. Yeah. I'm let you have your thing. You know. Um, go grab some Kool-Aid, yeah. <laughs> fuel. And right. I mean, reading an audience is not that difficult. You just gotta pay attention. Yes. You know, that's, I think that's the main thing. And and when you when you know when you're when you're playing with a, a cover band or your originals, and you got your set list. Yeah. This is printed out before you leave the house. Right. Some people make their set list midweek before the gig that right. weekend. No. You know, okay, that that that's fine. Yeah. You know. But when you're playing a solo gig like that, yeah. never have I walked into a place and said, "I'm, I'm." This is my right. first song of the night. Right. Right. That never happens. Does, does this happen to you? I, I decide when I when I get in that room, and I sit down, and I, then I start looking at the vibe of the room. Mm -hmm. What's the age group? Yeah. Is 
is the ch how's the chatter? Is, right. Is is the room kind of solemn? Is, yeah. is, are they are they wound up and ready to go? Right. Is that dictates what I'm yeah, gonna play first? Yeah, yeah. I mean, are they talking to each other? Are they paying attention to you know? The same right. Thing? Are they in their yeah, own little so, groups? Or are they? Yeah. So many variables. Yeah, absolutely. That's when you start deciding. Okay, how am I gonna enter this right. room? Of course, you know when. And, Sometimes you get there and be like, "Hey, you're here! Let's, let's yep. oh, well, well, slam it from boom. the beginning. Yep. You know, let's let's hit it. Yep. High energy, right? The bat yep. in your face. Yep. Let's start partying. Yep. And sometimes, like you said, they're they're, they're conversing with each other. Yeah. If you take that same song, yep. and then they're 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 they have a cocktail. They're, they're yeah. talking, the chat or something. You jump in there. Let's party! Bam! Yeah. Then they're kind of like, yeah. whoa, whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa. Yeah. You might people might walk out. Yeah. What's the thing is people it, that might like you. Yeah might leave before they give you a chance because you just disrupted that, that vibe. You yeah. disrupted that room. Yeah. So have you ever had this, going back to set list, which you talk, you know, talking about playing. You walk in, the guy says, hey man, what's on the set list? What you playing first? Well, I don't know. <laughs> I, 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 you don't know? No, I don't know. What you playing next? Don't know. Don't know. <laughs> well, it depends on what's, because like right. you said, it's, it's people who are having conversations and you're asking, because they're there already. You're walking into their conversation. Basically. That's right. And it's like a guy, let's say you're talking to somebody, coming, hey, what you doing? Blah, 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 blah. Butting in in your conversation. Right. You'd be like, what the fuck? Right. Yeah, get, you, get yeah, you face. would never do that, right? Yeah. You wouldn't walk right. up to a table that is totally content, right. smiling, have a good conversation, yeah, you and just jump right in. Hey, what y'all talking about? You know, <laughs> yeah, you, right. yeah you, would, you would never do that. Yeah. I mean, there are some people who would. <laughs> we, we've seen <laughs> these people. That's true. <laughs> but as a performer, you don't, yeah, you. you you got to think of, again. I think it's a good way to think of it. It's a conversation. You're having a conversation with this audience. You know, you're part of that conversation. Right. You're, and you're really, literally, when you walk on that stage, you're asking to be part of their conversation. Yeah. You know, you're you're like you're intruding basically. Right. You know. So, in fact, yeah, I, I saw this T-shirt, and I totally disagree with it. It's this T-shirt on Facebook. It says, "Sorry, is the band interrupting your conversation?" You know, and, and it's like, I, okay, I see where you come, but I disagree with that, you know, mentality from a musician's right. standpoint because, yes, you kind of are interrupting their conversation. It is your job to kind of wedge in to that conversation, right. to kind of open up that, that shell. And well, well, not everybody is going out to listen to your performance. Right. In fact, some, most people you know, aren't, right? If, 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 if it's a restaurant slash bar, some people are actually going to eat. Yeah. Some people... Believe it or not, we'll go to a bar to meet and socialize. Yeah. That's which means conversing, right? Yeah. And if they can't hear their conversation. Speaking uh, of can't hear your conversation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if they can't uh, hear their conversation right. over the music, you know, that's not why they're there. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, again, it's like opening up an oyster or whatever. You know, you, you kind of, they're talking, <laughs> you, you kind of start out slow and then you, Maybe make a comment. Hey, you got a request. Any kind of comment that you can get in, but, right. but you're not, you know. Yeah, without without saying your conversation is over. Right. <laughs> right. You're listening, listening to, to me, me. Yeah. right here. Yeah. 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 No, that, that, yeah. yeah. That's not a good approach. Yeah, you got to kind of, <laughs> you got to massage it, man. You got to, yeah. Well, like in a dueling piano bar, uh, we had, you know, two shifts. So we had like a day shift and a night shift. So a lot of times when we come in the night shift, they're already interacting with piano players. Yeah. So I'm just stepping in, taking a guy out. They yeah. they're already singing, yeah. singing along, and yeah. so you know, yeah, go. just go right. Yeah. That's easy. Yeah. But the first guy that comes in for the night is starting that room cold. Yeah. 
And those people may not be there for the dueling pianist just yet, yeah. you know? Yeah. And so they have to approach it a different way. Yeah. Oh, and time of day is huge. Yeah. Time of day and the amount of alcohol they've had. <laughs> like, you know, a, a couple of weeks ago, I did a party, a private party. It was, uh, what did this start? It started at two. And I'm like, oh man, this is going to be terrible, you know? Well, no. alcohol is one of the best tools in our toolbox. Absolutely. It's not really in our toolbox, <laughs> but, but it is kind of part of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, that, that, yeah. That's a good, useful tool. Yeah. So, yeah, I walked in this party at 2 o'clock thinking it's going to be one of these things, you know, you, you get a three-hour party, you know, two hour, two and a half hours into it, and they get drunk, oh, please stay. <laughs> no, two, 2 o'clock, they were ready to go. I mean, from <laughs> Jump Street, we were ready to go. We had a great time, you know. Um, I love those types of gigs. Any any nightmare gigs you can think about? Like what was the nightmare gigs? Yeah, what's kind of the worst scenario you ever been in that you can think of offhand? Hmm, that's a tough one. That's the toughest question yet. Yeah, is it because you didn't have any, or is it because there were so many you can't think of? No, one? no, I haven't. I mean, I wouldn't say that, that my gigs are nightmares. Mm -hmm. Um, any particular incident? Let's make one incident at a gig that was like, what the yeah. fuck is this? Um, ah. I can't think of anything offhand. I'd have I'm gonna tell you one of mine, and maybe it'll oh, okay. Okay. get you just right. as full. Yeah. This is early on when I was I, uh, at Rick's, the old Rick's. I started playing. So I'm playing a song. This girl comes right up to me. Hey, play, whatever. All right. And uh, it's like, okay, I, I'm in the middle, middle of a song. I, I will, I will get to it. She takes her hand, puts it on the strings of the guitar, like st physically stops me from playing and says, hey, I said play whatever the song was. Wow. <laughs> like, you've got to be that kidding me. That is unbelievably rude. Yeah, you know, I mean, shit like that. You know, that's, you know. Wow. Yeah. I will never forget that. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> Man. Mm -hmm. uh, I did once have, you know, saying that, you know, make me think of this. Uh, once somebody came up to me and, and tried to close the piano lid while I was playing, like like on, on my hands. <laughs> what I'm the like, fuck? Yeah. You know, yeah. I do. I, I I faintly remember that. I mean, yeah. it didn't turn into a big thing. But I was yeah. kind of like. So did they doing? say anything beforehand, or I, just kind of out of the blue? I don't remember, but yeah. I I do remember that happened. Somebody trying to close the lid, and I and I caught it with one hand before. It's like, you know. Jeez. Yeah. So for someone getting started like a newbie wants to play solo piano gigs what would be your so so somebody advice? who's just starting to play somebody's learning how to play music music no, or no, so they, they, know, they know some songs know some you know what i mean they want to do a gig but you know they're, they're in that kind of period where they know a few songs they want to play a gig they really haven't played, hadn't a, played a gig yet yeah or maybe they okay. played one or two but you know they're just getting started they what would, what would be your pieces of advice for that person for, for just okay they hadn't played a gig yet yeah. I mean, like I said, maybe they did one or two, and, but they, it didn't go so well. Maybe they, they're just—they're learning, you know. Well, uh, again, you know, the, the, you know, you have your toolbox, right? Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we, we've already covered. You know, one—you know—pay attention to your audience. Mm -hmm. Two, learn repertoire. Repertoire is key. Yeah. The more repertoire, you—you you know, that's the—it's the main tool in the toolbox. So, learn the repertoire. Uh, don't be afraid to learn. You know. You know, even the cliche songs, whether you use them or not, is it doesn't matter. Yeah. Point is, there's there's a common, uh, there's a lot of popular songs that everybody knows, 
And if you go if you go play a job, and somebody asks you for a song, and you say, oh, I don't know that one. I'm like, oh, they're gonna get you know you're gonna get this from because oh, how could you not know that? One? You know, like I know that one. You know, <laughs> right. You, when you come, you know, you don't want a customer telling you, oh, I know how to play that. Yeah. That that's that's yeah. not a good. Yeah. That's not a good feather in your cap. You right. know. Yeah, it's the thing with like say brown eyed girl, right? I don't play it unless it's requested. I'm not right. Gonna, but you got to you got to you know, know it. American okay. Pie, same thing. I will never play it unless it's requested, and only do two verses. Yeah. Because by that time they're done singing along. Sure. You know. Um, but you got you got to know. Those. You got well. You got to know it. You, you know. You, it's it's not about. Okay, I'm gonna play a gig and I'm gonna play every cliche song in the book. Right. It's not about that. Point is, you should know them. Right. They're too easy not to know. First right. of all. Yeah. Yeah. True story. If you can't learn these easy songs, well, you're not trying hard enough. Yeah. You know. There's no reason why you shouldn't know the the, the standards, so right. to speak. You right. know. Um, so yeah, so verse yourself on all all of this music, as much music as you can. Fill yeah. that toolbox with repertoire. Yeah. Even if it's not the repertoire you want to play. Right. You create your you create your playlist. Yeah. There's things that you want to portray. Mm -hmm. But you know, all these three chord songs that yeah. people that everybody knows, everybody plays, you should know them. Yeah. Whether you play so even if you play with a band, yeah. you don't you don't want to show up on a band gig and then even if it's not in the band's repertoire, sometimes sometimes somebody come up and throw a hundred dollars at the band and say, I want to hear, you know, me Bobby McGee. <laughs> yeah. It's a three-chord song. You should know it. Yep. I'm not saying you got to play it every night, yep. but you should know how to play it. You don't. Yeah. You don't want to be the guy like oh, I don't know that song. Yeah. Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> we could find somebody in the audience right now that knows it. <laughs> right. They don't play gigs. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Similar situation. Um, we, we were doing a gig with my band here, and. Uh, this person, we were at the bar, they were doing like a little charity event. It was, uh, I forget what the charity was. But you know, you made a donation. And so, but anyway, someone said they'll make a $180 donation if we played Freebird. Okay. So, I'm, of course, though, I'm getting pushback from the drummer and the bass player. Because oh, it's Freebird. They don't want to do it. They don't want to do it. Well, the bass player don't even know Freebird. Oh. Right? So, I'm like, and you know this guy. He's a yeah. very, he's a extraordinary bass player yes it took him i showed him it took him two seconds to learn it of right. course so but right. but you know my point you is, shouldn't even have that conversation right. you don't know it right <laughs> i right. have to show you the chords right, right. but but not but, how many are there in that song but not just the not just the fact that you didn't know the song but if you didn't know the song i can forgive that but not wanting to play it you right. know and we did i convinced him to play i said look man that's a hundred eighty dollar donation for charity it's not even for us man that's this is right you know, yeah Come on, <laughs> come on, man! You know, right? Let's let's play the damn song. Ah. You know, just play the song. Just play the damn song. That's part of being a musician, right? You want to be a musician? Play the song. We gotta play songs. <laughs> That's what you do. So, I mean, songs. Yeah, again, you're if not you don't want to play songs, well, yeah, you know, you're go paint a house. Right, yeah, you don't have there to be a temperamental artist. You there to please me? Yeah, I can't. You know, we we probably stress that. I, I can't stress that enough. But, but repertoire if, if is you're a songwriter, everything. If you're a recording artist and you're going to play your stuff, that's that's one thing. Yeah. That's one thing. But the difference is that people, when you're recording artists, people come to see you play your they songs. buy a ticket. They, they bought a ticket. They, they know bought a, a ticket, ticket to hear you play your songs. Like we talked about they, earlier. They didn't buy you a ticket to come see you. Right. And you're playing cover songs more. That means everything's on the table. That's right. That's right. <laughs> because more, more than likely, they didn't come to see you. They're just there eating a meal. Right. You happen to show up. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> listen to all my beautiful music. No, they don't want to hear that. Yeah. They don't want to hear. 
Brian, Brian, I know, whatever it is. Um, so personally, what's your favorite song to play? Like, it doesn't have to be your, because people ask me this all the time, play your favorite song. Well, I don't have a favorite song, I, I, I but I do either. have songs that I enjoy playing, right. and they're not necessarily my favorite song. Right. You know, do you have a song that you enjoy I, playing? Yeah, I mean, there's too many to mention. Yeah. But I will say this, in, in the last 20 years, of songs that songs that were recorded in the last 20 years, uh -huh. the, the most the song I had the most fun playing uh -huh. Is uh, Vanessa Carlton's Thousand Miles. Oh, yeah? Because <laughs> it's, it's a really cool, it's actually a tricky little pia uh, piano lick, uh -huh. you know, intro. And it's, uh, and there, it, it's, it, it's fun to sing and play. Yeah. It just is. Yeah, it just, yeah. You, and, no uh, reason. It's, it's you know, and I, I usually tease my audience. I'm like, man, if y'all don't give me a request, I'm going to have to play my favorite song. And y'all don't want that. And they're like, oh, no, play your favorite song. I'm like, I'm warning you. Oh, and yeah. so they, and so that becomes a little thing for a while. Then finally, I play that little, you know, Dun -la -dun -la -dun -la -dun. And they're like, oh, you, you, you didn't get people that scream that, yeah. you know, like, oh my God, that, yeah. you know, it's great. Or they're like, oh no, yeah. you know. But it gets a reaction either way. That's a pressure break. That's a little surprise. You know, yeah. I always talk about that. You got your repertoire, you got your basic <laughs> songs, but you got to have these little surprises you throw in too that keeps, they're like, what the? Right. What the so of all the repertoire in the last 20 years, that's the one. That, that's that's yeah. my favorite. Wow. And maybe that's Terry because Cruz. that's one of the few songs in the last 20 years that actually has piano that drives the song. You know? <laughs> right, right. So. Yeah. Yeah, and I imagine you don't get many requests for Ben Folds and stuff like that, right? I used to in the audience, yeah. yeah? We, okay. we used to do a lot of Ben Folds. Okay. Uh, and that, that's, yeah, that's also fun. Yeah, yeah. 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 But, um, oh yeah, man! Like uh, you've some white chicks. No. Okay, so that that Vanessa Carl, that, that song is right. in there. Terry I, I, Terry Crews is just hilarious right. with it. It's, you got to you got to right. see it. At least see the clip. That's probably why it goes over as well as it does because of the it's movie. movie. Yeah, you know, yeah. talking about it's another movie song, right? Right. right. So that's what that's what allowed me to get away with it. Yeah. But I don't play it because of the movie. I play yeah, it because you because it's it's yeah. fun. It was fun learning the lick yeah. and uh, it's it's fun to play and sing. It just some yeah. songs just are. I don't yeah. Know, whatever. Yeah. Some songs are boring to play and sing. People like them, yeah. still play them. Yeah. yeah. But uh, that one, I, you know, I've actually had Thousand Miles requested before. Yeah. You know, not often, but every yeah. now and then it actually gets requested. I'm like, oh my yeah. God, I know this song. And I get I get all excited and yeah, yeah. all right, I get to play this for the purpose. And I guarantee you, they think they're stomping you. You want to request that? They think, oh, I'm going to stomp this absolutely. guy a thousand miles. You're like, it's, it's, it's a female vocalist yeah. song. Yeah. You know, it's uh, it, it's heavy piano. Yeah, but they, they, right. They never expect that I'll actually play it. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, there, there's songs like that that I don't necessarily like the song, but I enjoy playing it. It's weird. Yeah, you know, right? It's I don't yeah. Know. I wouldn't listen like if I was just driving the car. I wouldn't yeah. put it on and listen to. It. Yeah, I just like playing it. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's <laughs> weird how that works sometimes. If I now that I say that, I think every song that I know, I wouldn't get in the car and listen to. I always listen to music when I'm just listening oh, to God, music. Yeah. I'm listening to music that you don't that play. I don't know that right. I've never learned. Right. And the songs that I really like listening to, uh -huh. I make it a point not to learn how to play them, right? Because then I still enjoy listening to them. Yeah. <laughs> as soon as I as soon as I learn a song, it it, it kind of unlocks the key to it, yeah. and like and it loses its magic. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's a good word for it. There, there are, you know, sometimes I get requests for you know, a song, b song, whatever, and I don't know it, and I'm like, you know what? I'm glad I don't know it. Yeah. Because I love that song. You know, right. like I truly love that song. I wish I knew it, but I don't. And you know. Um, it's it's mostly foreigner because number one, I can't. F I, I'm looking for a foreigner song that's in my range. There's nothing. Lou Graham is just constantly what? Man, I'm like, he, you know, that's that's some vocal chops and I, from hell. And man. I love foreigner. You yeah. know, and it's like when they request foreigner, like, but 
Yeah, and probably one of the reasons I still love foreigners because I don't play any. Right. For, and you know, uh, I I can kind of get through uh, urgent. Yeah. You know, but that's about it. You know. Wait, waiting a girl like you. That's oh my a God, great, That's a great track. Great, oh, great, great changes track. in that. Yes. Chord, the, uh, nice chord pedal changes and the yeah modulations and, and the pedal tones. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, forget God, about dog. it. Great tune. Yeah. <laughs> How can you not like foreigner? I don't know. <laughs> you gotta like foreigner. I've been trying to see them in concert. To come in uh, to Ruth Ecker playing that night, you know. Oh. Yeah. Wow. I always ask all my podcasts. Well, all my you're the second podcast guest, so all of my podcast guests, <laughs> I will ask them and have asked them uh, ten songs that you gotta have. Like you would not want to go to a gig without these ten songs in okay. your toolbox. Okay. What are those ten songs? Well. See, that's a tough question, right? Because there's just so many songs that are, that are, I mean, just great songs, or yeah. songs that you know is probably going to, I mean, there's way more than 10 that yeah. get requested all the time. Well, you so can go more than 10. It's hard to, oh, okay. Yeah, 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 you can go more than I'll 10. I'll tell you what, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to give you like 10 from, because like, let, let's say you're a drummer. I'm a drummer. There's, there's 10 songs that you probably need to know that I wouldn't tell a piano player, you need to know these things. Right. Like, or a guitar player. Yeah. I'd probably pick different songs, right? Okay, yeah. So, for, for our talk today, I'm going to give you 10 songs that a piano player... Okay. you got to know. Okay. You have to know. Yeah. Whether you want to play them or not, doesn't matter, kind of yeah. like we were saying earlier. Yeah. You, you can't get a request for it and tell a customer, I don't know how to play that. Right. Being a piano, right? Right. So, obviously, the first one, the number one... Piano man. Piano man. <laughs> you piano man. you got to know how to play piano man. Yeah. You're gonna, if you're going to be a piano player, you're going to play in a... Uh, especially a solo gig, yeah, yeah. you must know piano man. Yeah. First song, you better learn. I will go a step further. So even as a guitar player, you got to know. You, piano probably, man. you obviously get requests for all that, right? the time. As guitar player gets requests for piano man. Yep. So yep. you got to learn piano man. Yeah. Came out in nineteen seventy four. Yeah, it wasn't even a top song in nineteen. It's more popular now, I think, yeah. than it was when it came when he yeah. released it. And it's funny though, because a lot of tunes we do these evergreen songs, like Your Love is one I can think of. Uh, never, or even Blister in the Sun, never smelled, you know, the, the top spot. Right. Not even close, but yet there are these songs that have just lasted forever. And then you got all these number one hits that just, no one even knows what they are anymore. Right. You know? And I, I just find it kind of interesting, you know? And I'll tell you, another thing, This or you asked me something I learned from Dueling Pianos. Mm -hmm. Now, this is triggering something else. Mm -hmm. So, uh, Dueling Pianos, there was this one, this one guy, again, a, a veteran of decades in the Dueling Piano business. Really great performer, travels travels around the country, mm. and he said, and he's right, because uh, because all all the players they learn different versions. Everybody got a different version right. of the song. Some of them use different chord progressions. Right? Sure, but his point was this: when you learn a song, make sure you learn the intro, like the recording, mm. you, because when you play that intro and your audience. So already before you start singing, they know what you're playing. Yeah. Boom. That's half the battle. Yeah. Learn the intro to your songs. Yeah. Like the recordings. Oh, wow, that's a good one. Because, like I said, before you even start singing, that after that, once you start singing, you know, yeah. you don't say forget about the song. But I mean, learn the, the right progressions and whatnot. Yeah. You know, learn the how the songs go. But it doesn't have to be like. But the intros are very key. You know. Uh, yeah, well, in fact, I'll get someone sitting, but piano, you know, that intro to Piano Man, yeah. it, it's so signature, you know, yeah. like, like, oh yeah, 
jump in, yeah. you know. Uh, so learn, learn the intros, like the recording. Yeah. After that, you know, play your rhythm, whatever. But yeah. very important. Uh, so yeah, I would say Piano Man number number one, number yeah. one song. You got okay. no Piano Man, right? Got no Piano Man. So the second second song I would say, especially for piano players, that you must know how to play, is Benny and the Jets. Yeah. Here's the other piano piano performer icon, right? right? Elton John. You got to have an Elton John in your toolbox. Right. So learn Benny and the Jets. So you're saying if you have only one Elton John song, Benny and the Jets is the one that That's has? the one right now. Yeah. It, 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 it's kind of changed over the years. Yeah. From the but that one, it, it just seems to, it stands the test of time. Yeah. It, uh, sig again, signature, intro. Yeah, you hit that one chord, know, that G major, that, G major 7, that, yes. Yeah, everybody knows what that it is. Instantly, oh yeah, you, you've, yeah. Got, you've got that attention, you know. Yeah. Uh, so learn, you gotta know Benny and the Jets. You know, interesting thing about Benny and Jets, when Elton John released in 74, he actually hit the uh, the soul, this was before R&B, right? Remember the soul charts? Yeah. You had the, uh, with the, like the pop charts, right. and the country charts, and there was a soul. Right. He actually hit the soul charts with Benny and the Jets, really? which spawned an appearance on um, Soul Train. On Soul Train. Wow. Elton John performed on Soul Train. Wow. Because of Benny and the Jets. Man, that's... True story. Wow. <laughs> uh, but so anyway, so Piano Man, Benny and the Jets, gotta know him, right? Yeah. So, uh, this next one I would say, you know, it, it's it, it's easy song, Tweets and I do some some people like you're talking about your musicians earlier don't want to play freebird. Well, this is another one of those songs. I think I think some people frown on. They don't yeah. do it. Maybe it's overdone. Yeah. Whether it's overdone or not, point is you should know it. Yeah. You gotta know Sweet Caroline. Oh, you got It's it's a huge sing along. Yeah. It was it was in that movie yeah. way back when. You know that was a moment in that movie. Yeah. Uh, Beautiful Girls, I think it oh, really? was. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, I think it was. Uh, I don't remember the actor now, but you know, it's, they're at this party, uh -huh. you know, friends party, and he sits at the piano, and that's where he starts playing. And uh -huh. The whole room just kind of, yeah. kind of builds up, yeah. builds up to everybody's drinking and yeah. singing along, you know. Yeah. And uh, but iconic song. Yeah. Uh, but see, you talk about it being overdone, but what people don't realize, songs are overdone for a reason. Yeah. Because people like them. Right. People like them. <laughs> that's why it's overdone. People like them. Yeah. So. So whether you're doing a so whether you're piano player, guitar yeah. player, yeah. you're playing with a band, yeah. you should Absolutely. know. You cannot walk on a band gig and then have somebody call Sweet Caroline and you be sitting there going, I don't know it. Yeah. No, you better know that. <laughs> yeah. So we're talking about again, we're talking about ten songs yeah. that you have to know Absolutely. before you pick it. Yeah. So that would be number three, Sweet Caroline. Yeah. Number four, and this again, here's another one. Signature piano intro. Mm -hmm. Gotta know it. Don't stop believing yeah. that journey. Yeah. Now, whether you can sing that or not, well, yeah. that's <laughs> well, you can you can lower it. You but but it. you should know how to play. Yeah. Don't stop believing. You know yeah. it. Uh, that one that one came on the early '80s, right? But yeah. journey. '81. Uh, yeah. It was huge, It was a pretty huge song then. But when the when sopranos. the uh, sopranos yeah. became an iconic thing, sopranos, yeah. and then what? Then the, then the Chicago White Sox developed it as a theme song yeah. when they won the World Series, yeah. you know, so, and it's really never died down. Yeah, it's, be it's becoming, like, uh, what was the show? Um, oh, Modern Family, you know, they, they mentioned it in Modern Family, oh, okay. like when they were, you know, the girls' graduation. She's like, all you gotta do is quote 80 songs for your graduation speech, and say, don't, you know, oh, it's just, it's just a, part, it's just a part, part, don't stop believing, it's just a, a part of the cultural thread. Right. You know, yeah, I agree, yeah. 
That's pretty funny. And you know what's funny? So far, I don't know what you have on the rest of your list, but so far, every song you mentioned is a sing-along. Yeah, well, you know, you know, again, that, that, that stays into the fun thing, right? Right, right. Okay, well, we'll stick with, let's stick with sing-alongs. Okay, yeah. number five on that list. It's going to be, we're going to go country now. All right. Friends in low places. Sure, absolutely. Garth Brooks came to New Orleans, did a show in the arena. At one point in the show, he picks up acoustic guitar, and he goes... Ding, 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 ding. And I bet he didn't sing and a he word stopped. of it. <laughs> and the crowd yelled for 90 seconds. Wow. And he just, he sat there. Yeah. You know, you know how God does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pulls that cat back and he just looks out at people. He's got that smile. <laughs> and he didn't, he didn't say a word. Nobody in the band played anything. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. He played, he played that little arpeggio. Yeah. And people went nuts for yeah. almost two minutes. Wow. It's like, how powerful is that? Right. Right? So, you know. Again, a good sing-along, Friends yeah. in Little Places. Yeah. It's one of those songs that will get requested a lot. Absolutely. Don't go on a gig and have to tell somebody, I don't know how to play <laughs> no. that. Yeah, you better know that. It's, it's a pretty simple song. This brings up an interesting point, too. You mentioned Garth stopped, and it goes with that song, because you got to give people space to kind of put in their words sometimes, right? So yeah. I, I was going down to the Oasis. Yeah. You let them yeah. sing the Oasis. You know, you, you can... You can even manufacture sing-alongs out of songs because you can kind of see people's lips moving oh, sometimes, sure. and you can just stop the singing and let them finish it yeah. up. Or you point, let them finish up, and they'll start any, singing. Any hook of a song, you can almost anything can become a sing-along. Take, you take, take your beautiful five octave range and all your vocal acrobatics, take it out the mix and let people yeah. sing that that yeah. most important part, yeah. and and you'll be better off for it. Well, yeah. The journey song is a perfect example. So oh. yeah, then that instead yeah. of. The, you can hit that note, okay, cool, but yeah. they want to hit it. Right. And it's going to be better if they hit it if, than yes. you hit it. If you hit it, you can, you can sing it higher than anybody and sing it perfectly. So okay, great. Yeah. You'll, you'll, you'll get a golf clap. If you let the people sing it, yeah. you'll, be a, you'll be a superstar. That's right. More so than proving to them that you can sing the song. <laughs> only I could get them to sing entire foreigner songs. There you go. <laughs> Yeah, try, yeah, try, turn, turn a foreigner song into a sing-along. Yeah, Let's see what just happens. Just sing the whole thing. <laughs> I like that. So where are we at? We did, we did a, we did a, a Piano Man. Yep. Benny the Jets. Uh, Don't stop believing. Sweet Caroline. Sweet Caroline and Garth Brooks. Uh, Garth Brooks. So it's, yeah, all singles. That's five. Yep. All right. So from a piano, I don't know if this, I don't know if you get this from a guitar player, but I'm gonna say number six. Okay. Song you must know, especially piano player. We're gonna go really old school. We're going way back. Jerry Lee Lewis, "Great Balls of Fire." Really? You know, da 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 da. It's a boogie woogie. Mm -hmm. It's a it's a three chord song. Mm -hmm. Just the fact that you're a piano player, uh -huh. you would not believe how many people come up saying, "Oh, can you Jerry play? Ba ba can you play Great Balls of okay. Fire?" Okay, wow. So that's one you, you, you need to. You yeah. know, you know, it don't have to be on your set list. Yeah, but you gotta know. But you sh you should know how to play yeah. that. Okay. It's, it's a three chord song. Yeah. It's a boogie woogie. Yeah. You know. Easy lyrics, repetitive. Yeah, it's a fun, upbeat. But yeah. but people, when people see the piano, there's certain songs that, that instant, you know, Piano Man's one of them. Right. Ben Jeff's one of them. Yeah. I would say I would say Great Balls of Fire is one yeah. of them, more so than the other three that I just really you know, and they, wow. more so than than uh, Friends yeah. in Low Places yeah. or uh, wow. or Sweet Caroline. When That's, they see the piano, yeah. oh, can, you got to do Jerry Lee Lewis. Wow. You know? That's honestly the first one that's surprising. That's surprising. To really? Me. Yeah. Yeah. Get that request a lot. Wow. Uh, so definitely put that on your list. Things to learn. Yeah. Uh, seven number seven. I'm gonna go with one we've already talked about. Brown Eyed Girl. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a classic. 
one of those songs that wasn't really popular in the time. Yeah. You know, you know, Brown Eyed Girl was banned from yeah. radio when it when it was first released. Well, it was originally called Brown Skin Girl. Brown Skin Girl. And the, the stations in the South didn't like That's it right. because they knew that he changed it. Changed the lyrics. He knew it, they knew what he meant. Right. Yeah. So, <laughs> but but I mean, this is this has been a for for thirty at least you know thirty years I've been doing this yeah. has always been a factor yeah whether i'm playing with a band or solo gig brown Egg girl has never oh, gone never. away nobody well, gets tired when of we song. started playing together yeah like, absolutely uh in the 80s it was relevant brown, then yeah and still relevant now yep amazing it, that's a true definition of an evergreen people, song. people people born way after this song was released yeah because again it's one of those things that's become a part of the culture where, you know, and I, I would bet you that a lot of the younger people who request it never even heard the recording of it. They just go out yeah. and they've heard people playing it and playing it and playing it, you know. It's true. And, 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 and they, they and know Van, that they can shout. And, and from what I've read, Van Morrison that he doesn't like the song. <laughs> like, well, yeah, I think he went a long time where he wouldn't yeah. play it on gigs. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, a lot of artists don't like their most popular songs. Right. You know? I, I never got it. It's like, hey, you guys like this song? Okay, fuck you. I'm not going to play it. <laughs> it's like, come on, man. Well, I think, like, if you listen to the rest of his, of his repertoire, though, you know, he, he's more into this jazzy thing. And that song, that song really doesn't typify his 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 uh, his catalog. Yeah. You know? Yeah. When you look at the rest of his, his catalog, yeah. that song is kind of the oddball. And so I think, yeah. I, think that it, I think that's what it is with him, yeah. that, you know, he doesn't really feel like that, that song represents... Yeah. Him. You know his his artistry or his his catalog is fine. I can I can appreciate that. Can you know, that, yeah. uh, where he go to play a show and everybody's waiting the whole show just to hear that one. Yeah, yeah. At the end, you know, yeah. it's kind of like, yeah. well, that's not. If all his music was like that, yeah, then maybe you know, okay, yeah. yeah. But I, I I could see kind of where. Yeah. Eh. yeah, he has such a wide. He is a, I mean, you go like you know, moon dance kind of jazzyish, and then uh, you know, wild night, which is kind of. Well, maybe along the lines of Brown Eyed Girl, he, he kind of goes all over the place. Right. Yeah. But you don't see that a whole lot. So, okay, that's that's seven mm -hmm. songs you must know. Here's one I, I think that everybody should know, especially if you're a guitar player. Yeah. You know, I, and I know I was going to keep it in the piano bar, but uh -huh. but we do get this one in the piano bar yeah. constantly. You know, you, you're not going to get through a week in yeah. the piano bar and not have to play this song. Yeah. But it's a guitar song, yeah. so I think guitar players as well, yeah. you know, if you don't know it, you bet, especially I was talking about learn the intro, yeah. right? Learn the intro yeah. before you get into this. Sweet Home Alabama. Oh, yeah. yeah it's a signature intro. Yep. It can be a sing-along. Yep. It's just a good old classic rock tune. Everybody mm. knows. Everybody knows most of the words, too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that one definitely needs to be in the toolbox. Yeah. It's too easy not to know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, about two months ago, went through this phase where it was this one particular week. Did a gig on a Monday. People in the front row, hey, Sweet Home Alabama. Why are you guys from Alabama? No, we're from Wisconsin. <laughs> okay. Because if they're from Alabama, there's certain things you got to do right, you know, right, with sure, the song, right? right? So, you know, a couple days later, well, in fact, the next day, I'm playing my next gig at the Hub on a Tuesday. And uh, someone requests Sweet Home Alabama. You guys from Alabama? No, we're from Wisconsin. <laughs> <laughs> What the fuck is this? <laughs> Wisconsin people requesting Sweet Home Alabama all of a sudden. Right. Just, just, you, know, you know how these things just yeah. happen. You don't, sure. You don't know why. Uh, I still haven't figured out why. But there you go. Pro pro you know, 
proving that point that yeah. you should know that song. It's not just not right. just for people in Alabama anymore. Right. right. <laughs> you know. Right. Um, yeah. Definitely got to know the album. Yeah. Number nine on my list of songs, especially for piano players. Mm -hmm. Even if you're not a piano player, even mm -hmm. though it's a piano signature piano intro, mm -hmm. it's old time rock and roll. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like Bob's here, you know. You should know that. If you play a band gigs, probably going to get called. Yeah. Especially if it's a variety band. Yeah. Uh, song's been relevant for what forty years. Yeah. Still, you know, still gets called for. Do do, um, do you remember our band? Um, Hydra. Yeah. Okay. Do you remember when we played this place called Breakin? Yeah. And David was our singer. That's and right. He was bombing. You know. Faintly remember that. Okay. So yeah, we we got a new singer. It was David, and he he was just bombing, 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 bombing. We took a break, and we're like, we got to come back with old time rock and roll. Come back with old time rock and roll. Bam. Rest oh. of the night was yeah. <laughs> there and you it, go. It was like an elixir. You know. Right. It was like it cured all the ills that happened before. But again, it, we, we were learning. We hadn't learned to please our audience because I remember we came out playing Dio. That's right. In Rat, and they weren't they weren't in the mood for Dio and Rat. They were in the mood for old time rock and roll. Right. right. So. Yeah. yeah. We could have played these last nine songs. I, I just said we <laughs> absolutely. We had a better kid. Absolutely. And then uh, I tell you, I'm gonna wrap up. I'm gonna wrap up ten songs that you must know. Mm -hmm. And then I don't care what instrument you're playing. You should know Margaritaville. Oh my God! Yeah. You know, Jimmy Buffett has yeah. been, has been, uh, you know, an icon yeah. and a huge force in gigging musicians' repertoire. Yeah. yeah, you better know some Jimmy Buffett. Yeah. and why not start with his most popular? Yeah, even if it's overdone, over yeah. cliche, whatever. Yeah. you must know Margaritaville. Yeah, learn it. Learn the intro. Yeah, uh, and these ten songs. That's it. These yeah. ten songs. Learn them. Yeah, you don't have. You, they don't have to be in your set list, but yeah. you're gonna thank me when somebody comes throw some money in your bowl and yeah. say, "Can you play Margaritaville?" Absolutely. Or Jesus just as, you yeah. know, if you're playing with a band and somebody calls it, yeah, to save you the, the, the embarrassment that I don't know it, and yeah. you have everybody look at you like, "How could you not know that?" <laughs> right. It's again three chord song. These songs, none of these songs are difficult to yeah. learn. Yeah. You, you can learn all ten of these, yeah. and, you know, yeah. in a short amount of time. Just yeah. learn them. Put them in your toolbox. Yep, that's a you great can you can leave them in there. That's yeah. fine. You don't have to use them. You don't have to keep pulling them out. Yeah. But they should be in your toolbox. But you know, you know, I mean, there are others too. But I mean, if I was just starting out, about to play some gigs, you know, I would learn these ten songs because that's a great place to start. Yeah. You know, I think so. Yeah. Well, anyway, cool, man. Unless there's anything that you would like to add on. Uh, subject or any subject you touched on no I, I think i think we covered a lot yeah we did <laughs> yeah. yeah we did you look good too <laughs> so cool man well, i appreciate it brother all right man. Thanks, thanks man thanks for having me of course man <laughs>